Welcome to part two of Autism Moms Roundtable on the BioNexus Health Podcast with Dr. Jody A. Dashaw, who holds a PhD in integrative medicine, is board certified in integrative pediatrics, an internationally recognized pioneering clinician, and author. And now here's your host of BioNexus Health Podcast, Dr. Jody A. Dashaw. Hey, do you live around here so I can make appointment with you? Where are you from? You're from Somalia? Yeah. Okay, uh, you can do a virtual consultation if if you are in in the WhatsApp group with with you know um, um, all the other people here, right? You can get more information. Otherwise, you know it is bionexushealth.com and and you can send a new patient appointment request. Okay. Okay. Right. Now, Thank now there you was, so much. Oh, you're you're very welcome. Uh, now there was. Um, I see a message from Yasmin. So uh, Yasmin, I, I just gave the information out about the BioNexus website, right? So it is, um, I'm, I'm going to type in the chat for Yasmin, www.bionexushealth.com. Right. So once you go to the, uh, once you go to the website, you can fill out the, uh, fill out the new patient form. Everything is online. You don't have to travel all the way to visit me, right? Everything is online. All the testing and all the medicines will be shipped right to your home. So you don't even have to leave your home. Oh, okay. That's nice. Yeah. He has appointment with his uh, developmental um, doctor um, okay. on Monday. I want her to ask questions uh, since I'm new to this, but I don't know where to start. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, all of these improvements that you heard from, from the other parents, they have all yeah. been treating, uh, treating uh, virtually. It's online. It's completely virtual. You know, there's no inconvenience to you for travel. So everything is sent home to you. Okay. Thank you so much. You're welcome, Rueda. Um, anyone else has a question? We have uh, lots of people now, right? We have 27 people that, that have joined us. And well, awesome. So no one else has any, any questions. I would like if you can repeat the things that you were pronouncing with the feeding therapy. Sure. Back Yes, I will put it in the chat, okay? Okay, thank so you very it much. Is, oh, of course, it is Beckman's Oral Motor Therapy. Okay, thank you. So uh, are they, are they going to do, or is it something that I can, that we can get and use it? Because my son has that issue too, because of the Lyme issue, I think he has, you know, problem of, you know, yeah. A strong muscle in his mouth because he don't hardly chew some of the foods. He only chews like when the food is kind of, you know, uh, like a chipsy or apple crunchy, or crunchy thing. But he don't like to chew when it is kind of, you know, softish food. Yes, it's so hard for him to do that. He's improving right now with that side, but still we have challenges. He likes to swallow right away. Yes. Okay. Well, you know, is it because you're making delicious food and he's inhaling it? 
<laughs> no, because before, remember, we have the issue of the tonsils. He has, a, yeah. you know, a swelling tonsils, and it was so hard for him to, I mean, to chew or whenever they touch, you know, it was yes. kind of gagging and want to, you know, throw up. So it was easy for him to swallow. And I used to make the food like, you know, very soft. So it's not going to bother him. Otherwise, yes. he's gonna he's not able to eat anything then later on he improve and improve and improve and his tonsil is shrink even we visit last time november his you know ent doctor because before was so tight there was yes. no place and he even recommended to remove and he said what do you do what do you do i said i didn't do anything but you know because whatever you tell them they're not gonna take it you know that and he said, right now he has a clear throat, his tonsil is shrinking, they go back normal, but still he got used to it, the habit. Yeah. Because yeah. he used to have a mouth open mouth breathing all the time. He, I asked him, is he breathing normally right now? Uh, he said, yes, completely. Everything looks perfect. But his tongue got used to it being out. Correct. So Correct. I am working with orthodontist doctor to put maybe something so his tongue can go back because ah right right okay i see an elf device maybe Correct. yes the shape of the mouth got used yes. to it of the swelling right here okay affected his mouth okay i understand so first of all great news you know that uh with, with only only with the uh with the herbal protocol the tonsils shrunk because um as you know, for Pam's Pandas kids, one of the things that is recommended, just like that, oh, you know, go for surgery. Uh, and that is one thing that is so hard for our children is anything that is invasive, right? You know, needles and what have you. So I'm glad, you know, you, you waited. Uh, and that, you know, in fact, I don't, I don't remember when we had our last follow-up uh, Marianne, but I wasn't aware that his tonsils also shrunk. Awesome. I'm, I'm really happy. You made my day. Um, okay. So uh, doing Beckman's oral motor at home, I would recommend take at least two to three sessions from a trained therapist, and then you can do at home because, okay. right? Because, you know, it usually involves a series of exercises which just need to be repeated. So you can do that at home as well. Yeah. Right? So that is, um, you know, because uh, I don't know, most of you probably know that uh, one of my specialties is that um, I'm also a doctor of OT and I am neurosensory integration certified. I'm also Beckman's oral motor certified, you know, listening program, right? Tomatis, that as well. So if there is any sensory questions, any listening program questions, oral motor questions, you know, I'm happy to help. I'm, I'm hoping to uh, make a book, uh, not make a book. I'm hoping to write a book uh, and make a, uh, make a podcast series, which helps parents tell their therapists that, you know, with mold and line, these areas of the brain are affected and these activities are the best to do because it's, it costs a lot of money. So if, if you're going for therapies, you know, while you're waiting for appointment or while, you know, doing something else, it is best to have like focus therapy. 
So that's... Uh, yes, thank you very much. Really, we need that because for a long time, we have a sensory issue. We have, a, yes, you know, all yes. kind of issue, you know, holding his ears, spinning, all that kind oh, of yeah. thing, muscle weakness. And we yes. need that, you know, we need that. We are probably next time when I talk to you, I'm going to talk to you about that more and see what I can do and what you can help with me. But I can tell you and everybody knows the product, the product is working, but we need to be patient and strength oh, yeah. and, you know, take a time. It's going to take a time before our experience. I did many things. And when you did something after a couple of months or a couple of weeks, whatever he gained was going back. Whatever he gained was going back. But right now it's going slowly, you know, but it's staying there. His understanding, his focus sometimes is, is, you think, oh my God, he's doing amazing. And, you know, flare comes in, hyperactivity coming back. But before when that thing came, everything will disappear. But right now it's staying. Whatever flare or whatever hyperactivity he got, his knowledge is there. His wise is there but you have to deal with it. You have to be patient and move forward. Even yeah. last month, November, we had Corona and he was the best kid in the house. You know, oh, he has a tolerance, awesome. he resisted. He has two days fever. Then after that, he moved, you know, forward and everybody oh, else got really, really sick, especially me. <laughs> oh, well, you know, I'm glad you, you're all feeling better. And you know what? I'm even happier to hear that, he, that your son got fever. That is yeah, very... yeah, he had a very high fever Excellent. for two days. Excellent. He woke up and he was like, a, you know, firing up. And right away we go to the bathroom and I give him a shower so he can cool down. Yes. Then later on in the morning, he feels so better and normal and very active, but it was good. Good, good. I'm glad. You know, I, I actually remember, I, I always talk about Ryan, right? Uh, I actually remember, you know, when he was in second grade, his uh, his uh, school nurse called me and she said, Dr. Deshore, you know, uh, Brian has a very high fever. You, you should come pick him up. So I asked her, um, Mrs. B, he has a fever? How high? She goes like, oh my gosh, it's 103. And, and, you know, I actually said, that's awesome on the phone and and she's like what i'm like you know what i'm gonna come there and i'll explain to you so then i i kind of you know she was nice she was older right so she was of the old school so she was patient so she said oh okay okay so this is the first time he's getting a high fever in many years i'm like yes so it means that you know the immune system is getting better so that that's why so okay i'm happy with, i'm happy about that and yes it is important and it is possible to optimize all your therapies, not so much ABA, right? Because that is more data-driven, but you're actually science-driven. Um, well, uh, I shouldn't say science because that's science too. Um, what I mean is, you know, neurologically driven therapies like sensory, oral motor, et cetera, communication. Because if, if we customize according to the child's uh, labs and genetics. Remember, we also look at individual genetics. So if we look at that, it is entirely possible to customize all the therapies to what is going on with the child. Yes. So we will discuss this at the next appointment. Um, so uh, yeah, please remind me, Marianne. Now let's yeah, see. Yeah, I, I will write it down in my notes so I okay. don't forget that. And that's really what we need, you know, calmness and a little bit of working with his, yeah. you know, sensory issue 
And, you know, thank you very much. Before we didn't have all these answers, you know, I've been looking for many, many places. God bless you and the lady who recommended me to go to you because my son, I never know that he has a pen and pandas. I didn't know oh. that he has a Lyme issue. I didn't know what, you know, mold is. And I've been dealing with biomedical doctors, even inside the state or out of the state, but never, nobody mentioned that. They've been taking tests and tests and I never met that, you know, but thank you. And thanks all the mothers who encourage me, who is, who are my, you know, my backbone, like, you know, Ilha and Sophia, all, all yeah. of you. Thank you very much. I really appreciate it. Of course, of course. Yes, Ilhan, Safiya, they are, uh, they are, you know, superstars. They're so awesome. All of you are, you know, all of you work so hard. I mean, I'm an autism mom myself. And I think, you know, it's a big blessing to be able to help so many other mothers become super moms. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So let's see. Um, I'm going to answer some questions, right? Khadija has a question, but first I'm going to uh, look at the messages that came in. Uh, someone from the UK, uh, can you make? Yes. And uh, tests and medications are um, easily shipped to the UK, to Europe, to Africa, Asia, anywhere you live. Okay. So your question is UK? Yes. We can do a virtual consultation and everything will come home to you. No worries. Uh, then there's a question from Mahim. Uh, is there any cause of getting a runny nose? Well, there are many causes, right? You know, you can start all the way from food sensitivities, allergies, all the way to Marcon's, which is infections in the deep sinus cavities, uh, which comes from living in a water damaged environment, right? So mycotoxins will encourage the growth of marcons. The marcons grow deep so they can hide from the immune system. And the marcons toxins cross the blood brain barrier and it causes damage as well as damage and inflammation in your sinus cavities. So uh, it, it is important to have, uh, have a look at all of those considerations, Mahin. Right, 12 years old, okay. Well, yes, I'm, I mean, 12 years old, you know, sometimes people think that's a little bit older, but there's no such thing. You can, uh, you know, in fact, I had um, recently had a 14 year old, like not a recent new patient, but, you know, recently he is, uh, he's become neurotypical almost. Uh, remember, no one gets to 100%. Um, Brian is not 100%. He's 95% on most days, right? Which is okay with me, um, you know, because everyone tells you that autism has no cure. Uh, so at least, you know, we are um, at the level because many of you know that uh, my son now, he is more than 18 years old. He is in medical school. He wants to become uh, a pediatric immunologist so he can deal with you know, children with autism. He can help children with autism and with pans, pandas, mold, but he's been through it. Remember he was, uh, uh, Brian's uh, left leg was paralyzed. He was in a wheelchair, so much pain, so much pans, pandas symptoms, and then mold exposure. So he knows what it's like. So hopefully in the next few years, once, once he's out of med school, he'll be my right-hand man, so to speak. But, um, but yeah, Mahim, please look into all of that. 
then there is one more message. Do you do PANS test? Yes, of course. Uh, all of the underlying infections and toxins have to be looked at, including genetics, right? You know, there are a couple of different genetics, uh, depending on what part of the world you're in, uh, that kind of genetic testing can be done. Now, absolutely nothing invasive is required. You know, after all of the, the things that, that we had to go through, the ultimate conclusion, as, as many of you have, have heard, Marianne, have you, uh, you actually heard Dika, uh, Mustafa hasn't spoken, but, but, you know, Mustafa's child has had uh, lots of good improvements as well, you know, Ikran as well uh, has had lots of improvements with both her girls, but uh, completely non-invasive, no needles required, uh, you know, nothing invasive is, is required. And I think, you know, it, it is the uh, best to have a completely natural plant-based approach for your child. Um, but again, you know, it's, it's your decision. That's the decision I came to. Uh, what do you think? Why do you think high temperature is good? And how do we treat? Okay, I don't know who this is, but someone asked this question. Um, I think I kind of explained why high temperature is good. It means that is a good, strong, robust immune system response. Okay, and the job of a high fever um, one of the moms, I think it was Marianne, she said that, you know, for two days, there was high fever. And, and you know, all she did was, was a cooling down bath, proper fluids, resting, a lot of love, um, keeping the child happy, because a high fever will actually uh, handle uh, many of the, uh, the infections, you know, say if, if the high fever is from a cough or a cold or a flu, it, it is... Uh, not advisable to immediately give ibuprofen. If it is COVID, always consult your pediatrician, okay? Because COVID, you know, uh, local pediatricians, depending on what country you're in, there are established protocols for treating COVID. For kids who are on the full herbal Bionexus protocol, as you heard, COVID hasn't been a problem. I mean, I, I have hundreds of, um, if not thousands of patients around the world uh, let's see, we are in like 73 countries now, and um, uh, families who are doing Bionexus herbals haven't had any serious issues with COVID, quite the opposite. And again, it's been a real blessing, including my own family. Yes, Marianne, you had something to say? No? Okay. So uh, how, do we, how do we treat if the fever gets too high? Well, yes, of course. I mean, you know, if, if it is going over 103, 104 for uh, more than a day, again, if it's COVID, consult your pediatrician. If the child is uncomfortable, you can always give ibuprofen. Okay. Uh, Khadija has a question. Yes, Khadija, go ahead. Uh, okay. Hi, doctor. I'm back. Yeah. So um, here's my question. My son is a mouth breather. Mm -hmm. And he's always congested. I know we are not done with all the testing. And, and, and my younger son has uh, had tonsils and adenoid problems, which were, adenoid were time three, tonsils were, they say time four until they remove it, because he wasn't sleeping at all. So um, I, I was just 
I don't know what I'm asking here, but um, is there is a treatment for the mouth breathing? Uh, is there, there a treatment? Okay, yeah. is there a treatment for the mouth breathing? All right. Um, treatment, you know, it all depends at what stage of adenoid issues you've, uh, you know, uh, you've consulted for for a plant-based herbal protocol, right? Because as, as you heard and, and uh, experience has been that uh, uh, plant-based treatment options are quite effective, but if there is underlying Marcons, then it, it will affect the entire ear, nose and throat region. Sometimes even below that, the heart, the gut, the lungs, the heart, and the gut. It can be affected by what's going on in the ear, nose, and throat region. So um, that's why in the beginning, you know, even things like sleep apnea are possible if you are living in a water-damaged environment, right? If there's been um, any kind of mycotoxin exposure. So uh, it is it is important to rule all of that out. And oftentimes you will see a, a lot of improvement once the underlying cause is treated. So if you would like me to send you a nasal swab testing just for your younger son um, as, as a courtesy, you know, please message through the website and I'm uh, well, you know, happy to prescribe that as, as a courtesy. Um, and I should say, I'm sorry, what? Um, a courtesy swap test, a, swap, a nasal swap test. Nasal right? swap test, correct. Swap test. Because I wish, I wish I knew about all this before removing his tonsils on adenoid. Um, but uh, it's my young son, not the one that you see, not the, not the one with autism. Oh, I, I was telling you about this 14-year-old before I think I got distracted. Yes, 14-year-old uh, with autism, moderate. Um, what happened was, so we started treating, right? He's, he's from Italy. And uh, we, we started treating Santino from Italy. Uh, after about, it took about 14 months. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, that's how I remember 14 years old. And, and uh, you know, it took 14 months to see phenomena. I mean, we saw improvements throughout, as mom mentioned, but, you know, a, a, a real conclusive change. So little by little, language improved, gut improved, you know, uh, constipation went away, sleep improved. But this poor child, uh, he was given four psychiatric medicines, four just so that he could quote unquote, you know, behave in school, in class. Uh, we were able to get him off all four psychiatric medications because, you know, unfortunately uh, in, in some parts of the world, psych meds are the only options that they give you if your child is diagnosed autistic. So, um, but yes, so um, it is not a matter of age. I even have a 35 year old uh, with autism, severe autism, and she moved from severe to moderate, and we are still working, right? She's 35 years old from California. She, her mom is 62, and she takes care of her, and she was like thrilled to see improvements with the gut, with the sleep, with the aggression. I mean, uh, poor Rachel, you know, you know, she was 35, but she's seeing improvements as well. So, you know, no one claims to have a cure for autism, but definitely um, 
recovering or uprooting some of the symptoms, it becomes very important. I see that Rueda has a question again. Yes, Rueda. Rueda? She... Uh, I have a question, Doctor. Who's that? Dika. Yes, Dika. So that touches me. You say like you have a 35-year-old autistic. You know, my son is 17, and I always ask him myself, like, do he ever speak? I have a big issue about his speak. So do you ever see, like, older kids who speak later? With speech at 17? Yes. Um, yes. I, you know, that will be uh, up to okay. his his neurological system, okay? Mm -hmm. Because once again, you know, it will depend on uh, what kind of toxins and infections and underlying triggers and exposures he's had. Remember, it is all very individual um, mm -hmm. and, and very customized. It's not fair to put everybody, okay, he's autistic. No, no, no. It's important mm -hmm. to, to kind of look at uh, every child as a unique. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, so Dika, so uh, I, oh, I, I think Ikran wants to join. Wonderful. Right. So is it possible to see speech? Uh, my answer would be one never knows. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because there is definitely uh, research studies have shown that anywhere from one to seven uh, areas in the gray matter and white matter are damaged. Okay, with, with everything that we are speaking about right now. Then there is autoimmunity to the basal ganglia the brain. So, so, you know, it will all depend on the child. And, and uh, to what? Oh, hold on. Uh, because like what wonders me is like my son, he understands both English and Somali. Like okay. sometimes he understands my normal kids, they don't understand that much Somali. But my son understands really good Somali. Okay. So he, he's understanding. So, so he understands uh, Somalian and English. That's wonderful. So he, he's a smart kid. Right. So but no it, worries. There is no worries. That's right. what like I get surprised. He has right. now a lot. His brain is working very well. Like maybe a couple months ago, if I like go my sister's house. Like if I'm going that, he now the road is hard. Like if he needs something, okay. he now the store that we used to live like three, four years ago and we moved down. But okay. there's nowhere it's coming up. Oh, okay. Okay, I see. Yeah, I, I wish I had met him many, many years ago. But, yeah. you know, if you're asking me if there is room for improvement, you know, mm -hmm. yes. I don't know if language will come back. I don't know. Mm -hmm what symptoms will come back for any child until we look at the underlying issues. Okay. All right, now let's see. Rueda has a question, right? Rueda, go ahead, please. Hello, can you yes. hear me? Yes, Rueda. Yes, I fixed my, um, um, my camera right now. Okay. Yep. Hello. Uh, I have a question about the tonsils and unnoised. Uh, my son, they say that uh, 
his pencils are really big. They need to remove it. And his eye noise are big too. They need to remove it. But he said first he will remove the nose one. Um, and then later on, when he grow up, they will remove these pencils. And I told him I don't need it um, right now. He, because the reason why we went to ETN was always his mouth was open. Yeah. During the night, he snores. But he doesn't have that much um, issue. What else? Like, he doesn't have other stuff. Only that. Uh, his ABA um, therapy, she, she, she told me, and we went to the doctor, and they see him. He really seems like he's okay, but I don't want to go to like, again and um, make him sleep and do that procedure. Yes. I don't want it because I did uh, one time sleep for his teething. Uh, he had, um, what is it called? Uh, cavities. cavities. They had to fix. Yeah, they had to fix all his teeth and take off. It was like three hours yes. sleep. So I, will, I don't want him go back to sleep again yes. and remove all that. I said I need to wait. They give him um, no nasal spray. Okay. We use that every night. He's okay. But do you recommend them to be removed or what do you recommend them? Well, I cannot recommend surgery for someone who is not a patient. And it, pretty much I never usually recommend you know, something like uh, something major like surgery until I see all the reports and we wait and see how the child is making progress, right? But you said, you know, the, the ENT doctor told you that the issues are not severe, so which, yes. is, which is good news. Yeah. So which means, you know, th that you have some time to try um, to try alternatives and to try and see if there is any other uh, infections which we need to look at, right? Which... Um, by which we can help your child yes because you know I've, I've been speaking about mold exposure and marcons and there's plenty of peer-reviewed research right medical evidence available that you know marcons can affect not only your your throat but also your teeth right you know many many uh many of our children uh get get you know flare-ups if there is any kind of dental problem Right, even for basic cleaning, uh, when they go, you know, they get flare-ups. That's because uh, all of the underlying uh, infections or microbial imbalances have has not been addressed. So you know oh. that that's pretty much what Marianne was talking about. Yes, uh, when, Marianne and I, we really have the same um, issue. Her ah, son and I, my son. Okay. Uh, when she was talking, I thought she was saying about something about my son. I was like, oh. how did she know that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yes. So my it is son, quite he common. understands me. Yeah, he understands me very well. If I call him, hey, Mohammed, come here, you know, say his name. He understands both Somali and um, English. English. Um, and he really, sometimes when you call his name, he will look at you back. And sometimes he will not. Okay. And uh, he likes to be be all by himself and do all the things by himself all the time. Okay. Right. Okay. Um. So that's and 
that's the only issue um the speaking i feel like there's his memory or his brain there's nothing wrong just because if you teach him or take him someplace yes the next day he remembers you when we go that place again he doesn't forget he remembers okay. what is that place yes so yeah um the councils and that I don't want to like make a decision right away and do it but he give me chance he said it's not uh something really like right now it has to be done but I, he said in the future I recommend you to do it okay yes so now there is a multi-system inflammation in the body when there are the underlying issues that that you know we have been speaking about hey honey Look at the cutie pie there. Hi, sweetheart. Hey, <laughs> you're so cute. Okay, so um, it is it is it is important to release that inflammation and to release any infections to you know treat any of the underlying issues. And often, even with adults who've been um, who've been exposed to mycotoxins and who are doing the CPAP machine and what have you. I've seen, I've seen tremendous improvements after the underlying problems, you know, because there's a big difference in, in just treating the symptoms. Okay, there's a symptom, so you have to treat, you know, but what is causing that symptom is, is the, the main thing to look at. So what is causing that open mouth breathing? What is causing the adenoids and the tonsils to be inflamed? That's what you should look at. Always look for underlying causes. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. Thank you. You're welcome, Rueda. So now let's see. We have a Zoom user. I've just asked you to unmute. I don't have a name. So she doesn't speak um, that much English, but I'll help. I don't know either, but I will help her. ada <laughs> Hello, can you hear us? Uh, yes, I can hear you. What's her name? Her name is Bisharo. Bisharo. Um, Hi, Bisharo. Hi. Okay. Go ahead. Uh, she said um, she has uh, a two-year-old son. Um, he, they have issue with eating. Um, he will eat uh, only salad, uh, liquid food. Like when you blend food, he will eat it. He will not eat a salad food. Okay. He will eat, let's say, the apple. Um, he will chew that, and he will um after He wants to swallow, but he cannot swallow. Oh. He will like throw, like throw it in the ground, you know. Okay. So for him, it's kind of hard to swallow. If he swallows little things, he will throw up. So and he's not afraid. He will try every other food except instead of swallowing the food. He will like throw it on the ground the food. So she okay. wants to know. They went to the ETA um, nose and throat specialist. They took X-ray, all that. They say that there's nothing wrong with him, 
um just he needs um like a feeding therapy he needs feeding therapy they told him right yeah. okay so uh, Basharo, i i would recommend that that you listen to the full podcast okay because it's being recorded and it will be released on youtube uh, in sections we'll do like in you know, a part one part two because it's very long so i spoke about um feeding problems low muscle tone being an issue with pants and underlying line so if your child may just have that so you need to make sure that you are uh finding out right you know testing for pants pandas uh, as well as uh, all the triggers for pans, pandas, along with, you know, Lyme disease can also be one of the triggers and co-infections, remember that. So if there is low muscle tone, if there is any, uh, any kind of neurological issues with the swallowing, it's important to find out what's going on. You know, if, if you go to ENT specialist, I, I think you said you did, and he has not yeah. found any blockage. That's good news. Yeah. So it means there is inflammation, and there could that may very well also be an infection. So it's important to rule that out. Okay. Okay. Uh, All right. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome, Misharu. All right, As, uh, Asma uh, Asmahan. Yeah. Any, any yes. questions? Yes, I'm sorry. I had a problem with my microphone, but I think it's working now. Good. Uh, I have five years and half old child. Uh, they told me he has uh, autism and ADHD. Okay. But uh, they told me his autism is the what's it called? They have one, two, three. I live in Sweden, so they said his autism is not that much, a lot, but the. Because he's hyperactive and uh, his concentration, you know, is very low. Okay. And uh, he has some uh, problem with, uh, what's it called? Uh, when he plays with the kids, you know, he will beat them. He has some social interaction problem. So, but they didn't do any, any other test. It was just the, what's it called? The normal diagnosis, which will sit with the psychologist and the doctor. But do you, which type of test or blood test or anything do I do before I start any kind of treatment? Because uh, he's hyperactive, you know? Yes. Six in the morning yes. till, uh, what is it called, seven in the evening. It's not easy for him to sit down and to listen, you know? And sometimes he has meltdown like three to four times a day. Okay. So it is, you're in Sweden. It is, so see if you can test for obviously, right, you have to look for underlying issues. This whole discussion today is to try and understand that, you know, many, many children with autism have, can have underlying pans, pandas, biotoxin illness, mold exposure, Lyme disease, co-infections. And when these are identified, along with some genetic testing, then we can customize a plan for treating the children and that will reduce the inflammation in the brain, in the gut. And it, we see a lot of improvement, just like I saw with my own child. So that's what you know, uh, today's discussion is about, is to make, uh, make you parents understand 
that there is a lot of hope. Don't ever give up hope that, oh my God, you know, I just have, have an autistic child or that I have to do surgery or invasive procedures without it being an emergency. Of course, you know, if it's an emergency, if it's a severe issue, you, you always need to do what needs to be done. But uh, if, if it is a chronic issue, there are alternative treatments available that are all natural. Um, now in Sweden, once again, you know, we can do online treatment, not a problem, uh, but some of the blood tests, which you can look for some of the triggers. I don't know if, if your pediatrician will be uh, able to do the blood test for you, you know, if they are open-minded. But I will ask. I don't know. I will can, ask. Right. Because, you can yeah. ask. So um, wait, uh, what is your Asmahan? Sorry. So let me see. Let me put this in one um, in one message. So this is not to Mahim. This should be to everyone. No. Yeah. It's going to be to everyone. And this is going to be... Uh, for Asmahan, but it applies to everyone. So see if you can get ASO, mycoplasma, uh, anti-DNAs, B, AB, strep antibodies, uh, mycoplasma, and then you have to look for Epstein-Barr virus, IgG and IgM. You can look for, yeah, these three are important blood tests to do. So anti-DNAs, B, A, B, strep antibodies, plasma, Epstein-Barr, ASO. Um, it, it will give you important information. Okay. Yeah, thank you. I hope oh, that's what what was yeah well then here i g g subclasses asmahan this is another one i g g subclasses can uh, will look at the the state of the immune system as well okay so whatever is uh, is possible and uh, basic blood test i'm sure she can do for you right which is the a complete blood count uh, and complete metabolic panel. So all of these, I'm sure, you know, everyone can see them in the chat. If not, open up your chat. It's in the chat. It's on the screen as well right now. So it will show up in, in the recording, but yeah. So this is the blood test. Now, uh, many children with autism, you know, cannot do blood tests because it's very difficult uh, so that is where uh, what I do is all uh, non-invasive, right? These are other dif different kinds of testing, including for the genetics, right? We do um, completely non-invasive, right? Treatment as well as testing. Okay, so I think I answered all the questions, right? Let me just make sure that I answered all the questions before. Uh, Oh, Marianne answered a question. Thanks, Marianne. That's great. So then there was a question from Annie. Annie Hussein, uh, son was diagnosed with autism. He's four years old. He got diagnosed with pandas five days ago. That's awesome. That's great. I'm, I'm glad someone is aware of that. 
It's probably not pandas. If he has autism, it's probably more like pans. Pans is, uh, it, it means multiple triggers, not just strep. Pandas just means there is strep. I'm sure there are other uh, infections if, if, you know, a diagnosis of autism has been given. But uh, anger behavior is getting bad. What advice can you give me? Well, the, the best advice is going to be make sure that you get it treated. Uh, whoever gave you the diagnosis of pandas, right, ask what infections um, that doctor is suspecting and ask the doctor to treat those infections, right? And again, remember, watch my Herxheimer Reaction podcast. That is going to help you understand the uh, die-off reaction, especially if your doctor will be using antibiotics to treat, okay? So just, just be aware of that, you know, so you're not scared when you see the die-off because many mothers get scared when they see the, the die-off reaction. Okay, uh, so that was for Annie Hussein. Now, any other questions? I think we are good, right? Yes. Good, good, good. So shall we uh, come to an end of today's podcast? Now, all of you are welcome to let me know if you would like me to do another podcast like this, you know, so you can share with your uh, WhatsApp group and I'm happy to answer questions. Um, and I will schedule another one. But today it was, um, you know, it was wonderful to meet and see everyone again. Those we've already met, it was nice to see you. And those I'm meeting for the first time, it was really nice to meet you. Especially, you know, I'm, I mean, we are all autism moms, you know, we are all in this together. We know what happens. We know, uh, you know, the emotional ups and downs that we go through, right? The anxiety, the, the depression, all autism moms go through. Everybody blaming us that you must have done something. I mean, geez. You know, I, I don't think I did anything wrong. You know, just like any mom, I, I took the utmost care during pregnancy after as well. But, you know, it is just, uh, the, there were so many factors that were out of my control. So it's just, uh, so I'm glad I was happy to have so many moms here. It's, it's such an honor and a privilege to meet everyone. Um, Thank I you very much, doctor. We really, really appreciate it. And one last thing that I want to say, the new mommies that are joining, they have all kind of confusion. The ladies who were there already and Mustafa, they already there, they know what they've been through. And the new mommies, what I can add is they have all kind of confusion, what to do, what not to do. Relax, take a test you will know what's bothering your son, whether it's the hyperactivity, whether it's, you know, anxiety, uh, mouth breathing, all this issue, you cannot know until you do all the tests that the doctor recommended. After that, you're gonna see a clear answer because to me, before I was confused, you know, someone will tell you something and you jump, right away and no, it's gonna make it worse. Then you come back later and you're gonna do another thing and it's gonna worse. But after you do the test, every question will be answered by in order, you know, the way it is. Oh, he has a bandage, what's bandage? Then you're gonna see the symptom. The doctor will explain and you start the treatment. You will see flare up, you will see anxiety. You still will live in, in that motion, you know, that way through us right and left, but stay still stay strong, 
you will get the answer you're looking for. Never give up hope. She gave me the best hope that I never had, you know, and we feel in it and we're not recovering it. I'm not saying my son is 100%, even he's not close to 50%, but I see the light. I see the shining light that tomorrow will be better than today. Every single mother never give up hope. Thank you very much, doctor. We really, really appreciate that. Thank you so much, uh, Marianne. That was very well put. I'm so glad you you kind of you know summarized it to uh, together. Yes, it's uh, you know never give up hope that something. If that is the only message that we have put across today, then I think you know um, my two hours today has been successful. That you know, don't let anyone tell us parents that it is you know it is a life sentence that your child is autistic, that's it, it's a life sentence. And you know, all you can do is to just manage with psychiatric medicines, with surgery, this and that. Please investigate properly. There is a lot of information. And just, you know, just like it was explained, uh, we will be able to connect the dots. Don't just go after individual symptoms. Okay, so now there is a sleep issue. So we have to do sleep study and then give this medicine. Now there is hyperactivity. We have to give hyperactivity medicine. Please look for the big picture. Just, just find what is really going on and treat all of that. And you know, uh, most of us, I mean, all of us have seen tremendous improvements in our children. Okay, good. I guess the, uh, Khadija, a question? Yes, go ahead. What do you think about re uh, reversing uh, upper lip tie? That, that's a good idea. Don't expect miracles, but uh, uh, I've seen some changes. Okay. Because every, every dentist that we went to were very hesitant to do it. Really? Um, and they, they keep telling us, oh, uh, he's, he's five years old. <laughs> um, we don't want to traumatize him. Okay, so wait a minute. Uh, Khadija, this was upper lip tie or tongue tie? Upper. Okay, so upper lip, I've seen even less improvements than with, with a tongue tie removal, right? You know, tongue tie removal <laughs> can be done by certain uh, specialized dentists. Uh, and they do it, you know, with laser. It's quite, it can be quite painful for the child because you know anesthesia wears off. And remember, if you are doing an, an, any kind of tie removal, there has to be proper, uh, proper therapy after that. You know, therapists are trained to, um, to work with children who've had tongue tie removal, for example, because you know, otherwise it just becomes tight, right? Or he it comes he, back. He doesn't have an... Um, um, under the tongue, it's upper. No tongue tie, okay, upper. Yeah, no. Right, right. Yeah, if it is not urgent, you know, and if, if someone's telling you that, you know, you won't see a whole lot of improvement, I would recommend that you wait it out. You know, the best is to just make sure that all of the underlying issues are addressed, okay? Okay. We'll see you soon, next month. Oh, good. That's good. Okay. Yes. So I guess, you know, you, you've done the labs. Uh, I'm doing the last one on Monday. So um, okay. I should be emailing. On Monday. Okay. All right. Good. So I hope, uh, 
all the questions have been answered from today. Uh, I think we also addressed, you know, uh, addressed uh, uh, Sudi's uh, uh, concern as well. And um, I think we are good for now, right? And if, if you, you know, if anyone wants me to do another one, please let me know. Was it in the chat? Did someone say something? Good. So thank you very much, everyone, for, um, for being here. And I will see you guys next time. Bye for now. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Well, that brings us to the end of today's podcast. That was a very interesting. We had some very important questions that were presented. And um, I think all in all, a lot of good information. So I hope you found it informative as well, educational as always. And feel free to uh, write me back if there are any additional questions that need to be addressed. I'm, I'm happy to. There is a form on the homepage of uh, bionexushealth.com. So you can uh, fill out that form uh, regarding podcast ideas, or if you have any questions that I can address on my, um, on my podcast, I'm happy to help. All of you have a great day and I will see you back here at the next episode of Autism Uprooted. Take care now. Namaste. That concludes part two Autism Moms Roundtable on the BioNexus Health Podcast. Thank you for joining Master Herbalist Dr. Jody A. Dashaw, Director of the BioNexus Health Clinic and BioNexus Herbals, on the BioNexus Health Podcast. You can subscribe for free on most podcast apps. By subscribing, you encourage the algorithms to spread our messages of hope and healing. You may also leave a review on your preferred podcast app or share on your social networks to promote the podcast where we explore and share information and stories about recovering and healing from chronic and environmental illnesses such as mold biotoxin illness, Lyme disease, autism spectrum disorder, fatigue, Crohn's and colitis, mast cell activation syndrome, PANS, and more. For more information, visit bionexushealth.com. Information within this video, audio, or text, collectively known as the podcast, has not been reviewed by the FDA. Nothing within the podcast is intended as or should be construed as medical advice. Information is for general informational and educational purposes only. Consumers of the podcast should consult with their healthcare practitioners for medical recommendations. Seek the advice of a qualified healthcare provider. Do not disregard the advice of a healthcare provider based on any information from the podcast. The information within the podcast may contain information concerning dietary supplements or over-the-counter products that are not drugs. Our dietary supplement products are not intended for use as a means to cure, treat, prevent, diagnose, or mitigate any disease or other medical or abnormal condition.